Hello again, and welcome once again to Great Questions, Great Conversations. I'm your host, Mike Westendorf. This is a part of our ministry here at St. Paul's and the Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. It's a podcast. It's about uh, some of the questions that people have about challenging topics in Christianity. And a lot of times we don't have a chance to go into that kind of depth in a sermon uh, or a conversation. Um, and so we thought we would just take some of these questions that we get in. And today, again, I'm joined by Pastor Pete Panitsky, who is a regular contributor to this podcast. And uh, Pastor Pete, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. Thank you so much for asking. How about yourself? I am I am alive today. You are um, alive for those of you who are just listening, that's what it's what that's what his t-shirt says. I'm alive. I'm alive. It's our Awaken Alive t-shirt, the ministry for young adults 18 to 25. And uh so yes, I'm alive. And it's uh this was a coincidence. I didn't think about this when I put it on today. But our question that um came in from one of our listeners is one that we've heard uh on a number of different occasions from different people. And it really is kind of uh, the question of the afterlife. What happens after we die? And specifically, uh, will we recognize people um, in heaven? Will we recognize each other when we get to heaven? And I know that this con- conversation will probably touch on a number of different things. It could be questions that we'll we'll want to wrestle with another time. But kind of just jumping in as a starting point, um, maybe just talk about at least what we understand the Bible to say of what happens when a person dies in faith. And then maybe we can yeah. tackle that question. Yeah, and and there are there are are many things that we just don't can't under, understand. I, I like to compare this is another one of those places where uh I'm like a three-year-old trying to understand marriage. There's just yeah. some things I'll never understand because I, I'm just uh, I'll need to experience so much more before I'll be able to understand it. Mm. And I believe so much of heaven is that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but what does the Bible teach us? Um, I would start with Jesus as he's hanging on the cross and, and the, the thief uh, next to him on the right says, mm. remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. And and the apostle John, or apostle Paul says, "I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far." That when we die, we are with Christ. We are in paradise. It is it is appropriate for us to talk that way. That that you know they're in a better place for us as Christians. You bet we are. We are with Christ. Now, what's that existence exactly like? Um, you know, the, the body is, is still lying there in the casket, mm. uh, or in ashes, you right. know, more and more people are being cremated, yep. uh, which is, there's nothing wrong with that you know, being cremated because we, we trust that our God can raise us from the, the dead. As long as I'm talking about that, just a comment that you know, people, you know, uh, how can God raise, raise me if I'm. I'm just ashes, and and I love. There's a passage in Revelation that says the sea gave up its dead, and I go, wow. You think about the sea giving up its dead because you know the body is floating down, and 
one fish from this direction takes a little nibble and goes off one direction and another fish, little fishy from the other direction goes in the other direction by the, you know, the parts of your body are scattered all over the ocean by the, you know, yeah. in, in a few days. Right. 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 And yet it specifically says the sea gave up its dead. So our God can raise the dead. God be praised. We don't have to worry about that. But what's, you know, are, is there going to be a time when we are living apart from our bodies? Um, some passages give that implication uh and some passages kind of sound like maybe the moment that we die you know the the question is always is eternity endless time or timelessness you know yeah. so the moment we die maybe maybe the moment we die it's it's timelessness and poof it's the end of the world and yeah. we die and our bodies are uh arise from the dead uh you know, instantaneously from our perspective as we live through it, um, who knows? You know, those are the questions that you go, I can't wait to find out. Just like uh, I was a three-year-old once and now I'm a little bit older and I've, I've experienced a lot of wonderful things in life. And I can't wait to experience more wonderful things when God calls me uh, to enter into paradise and what that will really be like. I can't wait. And I know it's there because Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. There's that, that saying, you know, that heaven is better, that heaven is better. And that there's, there's nothing that we can have on earth that, that compares. I, I love the passage that, you know, now we see dimly as if through a veil, what we will know in full, you know, there. And it just, like there's a there's a a blackout curtain on my window over here just to make this room just a little bit darker and it's funny because we walked in here and it's like it's just it's just it's just black but normally what I have there is this kind of thin it blocks out some of it you kind of make out shapes that are happening out there right. but you really can't see it but you know something's there and uh your experience with god if forgiveness is like you said if if christ is ri risen from the grave and i honestly the practical proof to me is what happens in forgiveness to relationships to restoration that when forgiveness is present life comes from things that were dead even relationships that were dead when forgiveness is there and mercy is there repentance is there it's just it's just crazy how it comes back to life and it's exactly what the bible is talking about so if i get glimpses of what that's like then heaven is better yeah yeah <laughs> um you know so then you go to uh uh the resurrection of the body right? mm -hmm. and and the question the whole question of uh will we recognize each other you know and, and and it's true that there isn't a passage that specifically says that you know uh but uh i appreciate what job talked about in job 19 where he says i know that my redeemer lives and though after my skin mm. has been destroyed yet in my flesh will i see him in my own eyes will behold him i and not another you know job is certainly confident i will see him from my own body right yeah yeah uh you know jesus 
talked about, uh, I will raise him up at the last day. That's our text for the the July 9th yeah. uh, uh, weekend. That Jesus will raise us up at the last day. And he's he's talk, saying that to apostles who saw the dead rise. Yeah. You know, isn't that a great thought that, that, uh, uh, uh what, what, what's the d- resurrection of the dead like? Well, they saw Lazarus come out of the tomb. They saw the young man of, of name, you know, coming back to life. Right. Uh, so they, they've seen these things. Uh, and when it says, you know, they couldn't understand it early on, you know, as Jesus talked about his own resurrection, you know, that they just kind of glossed over that. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, Jesus' resurrection gives us a little glimpse of our own, right? Yeah. That he is the first fruits, just as surely as he came out of the grave, will come out of the grave. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be us. My own body, yeah, uh, my own eyes, and uh, I, I, I like like to compare it to uh, my my wife is uncanny in what she can see. Uh, you know, every once in a while you'll be at one of these uh, events where they show pictures of you, you know the people who are there as babies. Oh yeah, and, and, and you know, and can you tell who who this is? You know, <laughs> right. you know which baby is it? You know. And uh, Johnny can pick that stuff out. That they all look like babies to me. I don't know, uh, but she can pick things out, and and you know, it's still them, even mm. though seventy years later they have changed a lot. You can still recognize them if you know what you're looking for. Ah, so it's going to be my body that rises from the dead. It'll look different and better than it is right now. Mm. But the people who love me, they'll recognize me, and I'll recognize them. I'm laughing because you have the gift of, as a pastor, you got special training on how to remember people's names. I'm going to get to heaven and go, what's your name again? Because I oh. spend most of my life today doing that until I've said your name about 17 times. It's like, so So some of you who are listening in, Mike Westendorf, you know, it's like, I know that guy. You're going to see me. And I'm going to go like, yeah, hey, what's your name again? Um, but, but then my memory will be perfect. And I'll be like, I know you. Because yeah. that's what I do. It's like, I see you. I know who you are. What's your name again? It's so bad. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, I was going to say, you know, just to jump in, you talked about that that idea of the the resurrection body. That when we see Jesus, some Jesus body, we get a, a something of a glimpse of our own. And I've heard other people talk about it, kind of in scattered, like a little bit here and a little bit here. Um, what about Jesus body? do we get a sense that, that might tell us about what ours? Cause again, the disciples, he, he's risen from the, the grave. He does have scars, right? But they recognize him. They know who he is. Um, what else um, is there that we t- can take out of that a little bit? And I'm smiling for those of you who are just listening, <laughs> because 
there is no good answer to that. Whenever I see that smile, I know it's like, all right, all right hold on. Yeah. My so, you know, be, here. Because, well, <laughs> you know, uh, the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 says that, that, uh, that our bodies will be glorified like unto his glorious glorified body. Right. So what exactly does that mean? Um, I don't know. You know, some of the, the old uh, dogmaticians said that, well, we won't eat in heaven uh, because you eat because there's these, the thing about, you know, your body decays or, you know, there's, it, you, that you need nourishment and in heaven will will be perfect and we'll live forever and and uh one of my uh uh professors said well you don't always eat because you're hungry sometimes you eat just because you're being friendly um so and in, and in genesis god's like here's the fruit before the fall into the sin you know yeah, he's like go and eat yeah, yeah. so so enjoy what's what's heaven gonna be like oh i don't know uh, but what's really fun to think about is the the God who has provided the best days of our lives here on earth is the God who has provided the new heavens and new earth for us that we'll enjoy forever. Mm. If, if, if there are some days that I just look back and go, man, I wish they would have never ended. They were so good. Yeah. That's just a little foretaste of the joys that we'll have in heaven. Yeah. Uh, back to some some of the things that you had said. Um, I, I appreciated uh, in the email that we we got that you you helped put together and craft for the question that came in. Um, you had started with Joe, but there were some other questions about you know kind of related to this idea of will we recognize each other in heaven? That um, I think were were really good that you shared. Um, I don't know if you care to kind of talk a little bit about some of sure. those, sure, some so of those as well. But- the the uh, I referenced First Corinthians fifteen, where the Apostle Paul says, you know, he asks the question, you know, because in Corinth, the idea of the resurrection of the body was they were skeptical about this. See, mm-hmm. this was what's fun to think about First Corinthians fifteen. We jump on First Corinthians fifteen as proof that G- that Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, but the issue that the Corinthians were struggling with was not Jesus' resurrection so much as, you mean my body's going to rise? Because, you know, in the Platonic thinking, you know, your your body, you, you know, you, you're trying to get better so that you're not encumbered by your body. So, you know, heaven, you know, in the, the Greek classic th- thought so often is, you know, pure mind and i don't oh, yeah, I want to yeah, be yeah. freed from my body and and so paul is actually saying look jesus rose from the dead that means you're going to rise from the dead too you know mm-hmm. stop stop being so greek and and just believe you know um but then he says you know so the the question is well what kind of body will we have and in, in about 35 chapter 15 first corinthians 15 about 35 he talks about how you know, there are different kinds of bodies today. You know, the, the seed that you plant is not the stock that grows, you know, yeah. and, and you think about it. Uh, you know, I love, you know, I'm a farm boy. So I, I, I think about seed corn. Seed corn is this this little yellow kernel. Drunken, uh, dried up. 
Yeah. yeah. And 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 it gets to be a uh, a twelve foot green stalk. Yeah. How did that happen? But I know that that they're both corn. Yeah. 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 And, and right now we see the kernel. You know, I see your kernel. You see me, not mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the resurrection of the body, it'll still be us. Yeah. But I think it'll be is so much more glorious, kind of like the difference between a little kernel of corn and a 12-foot stalk of corn. Yeah. Wow. Pretty impressive change there, God. Thank you so much. Heaven is uh, better. Yeah. Heaven is better. <laughs> Uh, and, and again, with this whole idea, well, we recognize each other, you know, mm-hmm. that, that it's still us, but it's so much better. You know, it's, you know, and then he talks about how, you know, it's sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. It's, it's going to be raised a body that is contr- completely under the control of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I won't have the, this battle yeah. going on within me. It's raised, it's, it's sown a perishable, perishable body. You know, these bodies wear out and die. It will be raised in imperishable body. It will never die. It's raised in weakness. It is raised in, or it is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Yeah. Wow. So heaven is better. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. How do I know? You know, 1 Corinthians 15 Look at all the re- references that Jesus rose from the dead. All the witnesses that testify to his resurrection. Yeah. Um, another thing that I mentioned, uh, I'm kind of monopolizing this time. but uh, No, that's, that's okay, because yeah. the Matthew 22 one that you put in here, it, it kind of hits to another one. Because if I recognize you, what if I recognize that that was my wife? You know, I thought she was beautiful here. It's like, holy man. So are we going to be married in, in heaven? I yeah, mean, it inevitably it, goes hand in hand. Yeah, and Jesus said, you know, that in marriage, there's no giving in marriage. So there he's talking with the Sadducees who were skeptical about the resurrection. And, and they make up this story about, well, this guy had a, a wife and, and she didn't, you know, <laughs> you know, he didn't have any children. And so his brother married and his brother married and seven brothers all married the same woman. So in heaven, who's, whose wife is she going to be? And he says, in heaven, there's neither marrying nor giving in marriage. And we can read that and just be devastated because if God has blessed you with a marvelous relationship here in, in this world with your spouse, mm-hmm. uh, what? That's that's a big part of my life and a big part of my joy, and I'm, I'm not going to have that in heaven. And and I think I would encourage us to think rather than my relationship with my wife goes down, it's okay. My relationship with my wife is is the most precious relationship that I have here on earth, and. But it's not a perfect relationship. Right. In heaven, that relationship rises to the level of being perfect. And all the other relationships that are far less perfect than my relationship with my wife rise to that same level. Hmm. So it's not that I lose a marvelous relationship with my wife, but I gain a marvelous relationship, a perfect relationship with everybody else. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, and, and so much of this, you, you just, I can't, 
I will just have to wait and see. I will just have to wait and understand. Um, even, you know, Mike, I've, I've lived long enough that, that even my own thinking has changed. You know, uh, yeah. I was just at a family get together and, and uh, one of my, my nephews uh, was buying a house and, uh, oh, is this going to be your forever house? You know, the, the one that you grow old and die in, you know? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I remember when I was uh, in my 20s, you know, thinking, how could somebody approach, you know, a decision about the house that they buy going, well, this is where I'm going to get old and, and die. So I, I'd like it all on one level. So, I, you know, because pretty soon I won't be able to go up and down steps. What a depressing thought, you know? Right, right. And it's like, eh, it's, that's just a fact of life. I, I need to think about those things now. You know, right, the, right. the way we think changes. Yeah. You know, I love kids. But, uh, you know, back when I was in my 20s, it was like, oh, Jody, you're pregnant again. Oh, we're going to have another child. Uh, I would be a little bit shocked if she would come to me uh, and say, Peter, we're going to have another baby. It's like, I'm 67 today. (laughs) We had an opportunity to, you know, possibly, you know, consider, you know, fostering. And we, we prayed on that one and wrestled because I mean, our hearts wanted to be all in. And then we just physically were like, um, could we tack? Could we have a two and a four year old? Yeah, you know, with us in our mid forties, and um, God, God opened a different door, but it was such a wrestling because, yeah, all of a sudden we were like, oh, I don't have that kind of energy that I used to have and the enthusiasm. And I kind of wouldn't mind going golfing instead, but um, yeah, yeah. So, so our dreams change. Yeah, and our, our what we think about changes through the course of our lives. Yeah, and and. uh I think that's helpful as we think about heaven is, is we are so much a creature of this world and what we've experienced already, but there's going to be so much more and so much better that we're going to experience in heaven. And there's no reason, you know, that to think that anything that, you know, there aren't going to be any tears in heaven. Right. So if you think, man, I'm not going to recognize somebody that I love. Well, that, that thought's, just not comparable with heaven because that would bring a tear. I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. and and ultimately I'll just have to wait and see, you know, uh, Martin Luther uh, wrote a letter, you know, it's a famous letter that he wrote to his son, you know, that little Hans, you know, that, Oh, I, I, I went by a a garden that, that had uh, Lots of fruit trees and lots of children to play there, and they had horses to ride. And uh, uh, and I asked the the gatekeeper how how could my my little Hans come and play here too? And and uh, he said yes if if he uh, yeah, is a good little boy and and uh, loves his mommy and daddy. Or, well, I can't remember where, you know whatever he said you know. Uh, he was picturing heaven in a way that a five-year-old would go, wow, that sounds great. Right. I want to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many times when you were a kid did you think heaven was, I got to sit in church forever? 
I'm not quite sure I'm up to that. Oh man, I grew up with thinking that. Like people, I can remember, you know, again being about ten years old, and and uh, and an older generation person would say, "This service was like a piece of heaven," and I'm like, "Well, then I don't want to go." <laughs> <laughs> that was not a playground. You know, going to the zoo and being able to eat sweets. Okay, now we're talking a little bit, but yeah, you're right. Right. You know, so, I, uh, what what what's your perfect day? Well, let that be a little glimpse of heaven for you, because it's going to be so much better. You know, are there going to be pets in heaven? Well, go ahead and think about being having pets in heaven, because there there's going to be so much things that are so much better. Uh don't worry about it, but you know, there is there is a. I don't I don't know if I'll be able to to bring it up. I wish I I had had the the book um with it. Uh, yeah. The, oh, so there's the power of the internet. Um, I think this is worth a read. Um, and I can save it for 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 the very end. Um. I, I, was there anything more to the to that? Can we no, see? No, we, no, no, you know, as we as we wrap up this, you and I have talked about this, and I've I've appreciated uh, again some of your your leadership on this. But as I get older, and I I say these words, I think in part because of this this book, um, but I still wrestle with what it means. But that. He'll wipe every tear from our eye, and there'll be no more of this and no more of that. And I'll have the, you know the, all of these other things. And I think growing up, even as my I matured into saying, okay, heaven is going to be this place where there's no pain and there's no suffering, and that sounds like what I really want. Because when I got older, I knew what suffering was and the risk it had for my uh, getting. Uh, having my dreams fulfilled, you know, mm-hmm. and the risks and the scariness and stuff, but that 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 even there I was still missing the point. And this idea that I would be able to love my Savior, love my God from an undivided heart, mm-hmm. that I would be able to see Him, and I think Paul says that I would be able to be fully known, even as I'm fully known, I would be able to know mm-hmm. the Savior. And so C.S. Lewis is writing, and and a lot of people will talk about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, but they don't always read through the whole, tr- you know, the whole series of the books. And the last book is is called The Last Battle. I personally believe it's somewhat prophetic um, because you see the you see the um, the disaster that happens, the deception that happens, even to the Narnian people who are fooled into this fake Aslan, and and yet um, so. Spoiler, Narnia, as we've read about the stories, ends, but the true Narnia begins. And uh, they encounter Aslan, who um, who says, further up, further in, and they're, they're, they're chasing after Aslan as he comes fully into heaven. And he, Lewis kind of unravels this, this picture of the different worlds and whatever. But when he gets to the final part of it, he's with uh, uh, the, the children, the Pevensies. And Aslan, who we know, we have come to know as, as representative of Jesus. And, and I, I love this picture. And he says this, he writes this. You do not yet look so happy as I mean you to be, said Aslan. 
Lucy said, we're, we're so afraid of being sent away, Aslan, and you have sent us back into our own world so often. No fear of that, said Aslan. Have you not guessed? Their hearts leaped and a wild hope rose within them. There was a real railway accident, said Aslan softly. Your father and mother and all of you are, as you used to call it, in the Shadowlands, dead. The term is over. The holidays have begun. The dream is ended. This is the morning. And as he spoke, he no longer looked to them like a lion, but the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them down. And for us, this is the end of all the stories. And we can most truly say that they all lived happily ever after. But for them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Amen. Heaven is better. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Uh, man, good question. Uh, again, these have been these conversations have been coming courtesy of a number of uh, different listeners and and people that we have gotten to know that have emailed in questions. And so we invite you too, if uh, you have a question that we haven't had a chance to uh, to talk about, those of you who are watching here it comes back in. Great questions, great conversations. Uh, if there's a question about Christianity that you have always been wondering about, uh, I encourage you to uh, email us in. Uh, otherwise, we, we'll be going and tackling some different topics as we go as well. But uh, again, Pastor Pete, thank you for helping unpack this, this topic and so many of the ones that we have had a chance to do. These have been a blessing. Privilege to serve. I'm Mike Westendorf. Uh, Great questions, great conversations is a podcast of St. Paul's in the Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. stpaulmuskego.org is where you can find out more about our ministries here. Uh, Again, I'm Mike Westendorf. This is Pastor Pete, and we will see you guys again next time. Mm